Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Sandy. How are you today? I'm fabulous. How about you? I am excited. Excited? I am. This is the start of my most favorite time of year. I'm one of those sick people who just loves the (laughs) holiday season. How fun. Yeah, it's great for me. (laughs) It's not so great for the people in my immediate household because they are not people who love the holiday hustle bustle, to-do lists, colors, must-dos, you know, all that. And so I was thinking... It's great that you chose the topic that we're talking about today for today, because this time of year will exacerbate and highlight whether there's any lack of life balance in your world. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. If the holidays are important in your life and you have a whole lot of traditions or a whole lot of things you love to do, sometimes it just takes over Mm -hmm. and runs over everything else. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like that's kind of where you are. So tell us a little bit about what life balance is. Well, first of all, we're going to talk about priorities. Okay. Because priorities determine how you have life balance. And Your priorities are things that are more important than other things and need to be done or dealt with first. Mm -hmm. And obviously in life, your food, clothing, shelter, safety, basic needs are priorities. You need to make sure you have those and that the people you love have those. Once those are taken care of, a lot of people tend to create a priority list that is horizontal. It's like they have six things on their list that are all the same priority. Oh, interesting. Your work and your kids and your spouse and your colleagues and your home. And some people create a priority list that is horizontal and you can't do that. Everything does not have the same importance all the time. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Priorities change when you're young and trying to get started as an adult and make money and maybe buy a house or buy a car or whatever. Getting the right job and making the money might be a priority. And if you don't have children and you don't have a partner, you can do that. The the job and the money can be your priority. But if you have all those other things, it can get a bit messy. Mm-hmm. I have a great Stephen Covey quote. It says, most of us spend too much time on what is urgent and not enough time on what is important. Mm. So you have to triage your priorities, make your priority list vertical, not horizontal, and things can shift around. Something can be really important this week, but then move down the list because something else comes up and that's more important next week. Oh, I like that. I think just hearing that it's okay to be flexible and to move those items on that list around makes it a little bit easier. I think a lot of us are hesitant to say this one thing goes at the top always and it never moves. And then this next thing goes at space number two and it stays there always. It feels scary. Like you're maybe going to make the wrong decision. 
But it's great just to hear that, you know, moving them around is the way it's supposed to work. Exactly. Because different things come up. Your job may be just fine and then you get a big promotion and all of a sudden you have to focus a little extra time on that or you lose your job like so many people have this past couple of years and you've got to figure out, oh dear, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. And so things shift. But when everything's chugging along fine, then you can move your job down the list and focus on other things. Job is not the most important things in your life, although a lot of people have made it that. Actually, I heard from a listener who was telling me that she has a very demanding, important job with a lot of staff underneath her and who work with her. And she was getting majorly stressed because she also has several children and a husband at home. And so she and her family took a week vacation to Mexico. And then she took a week off for herself. And she said the stress lessened significantly, but she felt guilty the whole time because she worried about her staff and how they were doing. Mm -hmm. Of course, when she got back, they had done fine. They were well-trained. They knew what they're doing. But she had not put herself and taken care of herself into her priority list. So when she did it, it didn't feel comfortable and she didn't know what to do with that. Well, it gets sticky because it's really easy to say hey, you're stressed at work. You work 60, 80 hours a week. Your family doesn't see you (laughs) very much. You say you want time off, but when you take time off, you don't enjoy it. So change that. Mm -hmm. Like that's such an easy thing to say from the outside, but it really depends on what your job is to you. Like if your job is how you define yourself, then taking time off can be really hard. Yeah. And that's where the whole paying attention to who you are And claiming your personal power and putting yourself in the mix is so important because if it's all about your job, everything else and everybody else, including you, gets lost. Mm -hmm. I heard a quote probably two decades ago now that really hit me at the time. I'm one of those lucky people who stress eats and (laughs) I wanted to break that habit and was having a really hard time doing it. And I heard this quote that just like kicked me in the gut and really helped. And it was, it said something like, most unhappiness is caused by giving up what you want most for what you want now. Yes. And I was that's like, very oh. profound. Yeah. And I, I say that to myself two or three times a day. I mean, and it really helps. It puts everything into focus. Most, what do I want most? I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want my family to be good. I don't want to be sick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel low energy. You know, all that stuff. It just puts everything right. in the right order. Yeah. And then can you give us an example of what you would give up? Oh, yeah, that cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's that. That is true. Or just about (laughs) any other horrible, for me, snacky or dessert item, you know. (laughs) Uh Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. That's a beautiful quote. I love it because we have to decide what is important, and then ask ourselves, why? What about it 
is important. It's like our listener with the job. Her husband makes a good salary. She makes a good salary. It's not that they need the job to make sure they have food and a roof over their head. Mm -hmm. So where do the kids and the family and herself, where do they all fit in there. So how do you figure that out? Well, a lot of us are not even raised to look at that. Mm -hmm. One thing is look back at how you were raised, what was the emphasis on, and see if that still fits for you. And then you take time to determine what is most important in your life. Like Stephen Covey says, not what is urgent, what's most important and why. Mm-hmm. And then look at what takes up most of your time and resources and what's most rewarding to you. And then establish and implement an action plan that creates a balance there where you're clear on what's important and what you need to do. Obviously, our listener needs to go to work and needs to take care of everything there. But Her family is also hugely important to her heart, Mm -hmm. and she wants to be there for them. And that's where you triage the priority list and say, what is most important today? And then move things around. What we're talking about is creating life balance and how you set and implement your priorities will or will not create balance. So you have to look at both the long and short-term consequences of your choices, just like you said. What do I want now and what is most important longer term? Mm -hmm. So how do we know when we've achieved balance? I think we probably have joy and inner peace and find the fun in life and are happy. And we don't let things throw us because we know that it'll all work out. What do you think? I think for my household, it means breathing. If you get to the end of every day and realize you've been holding your breath all day, you're probably not in a balanced place. Oh, that's huge. Breathing and self-care and making sure you're taking care of your body. And there again, it's putting yourself in the mix. You're not at the bottom of the priority list. It's like they say on the airplane, put the oxygen mask on yourself first so that you can help other people. If you take care of everybody else, you're not any good to anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you work yourself to death, what does that leave your family? You know, they, they want you. I'm reminded long time ago, my parents had some good friends and he had a really good job and he worked at it all the time and they were very frugal with their money. They didn't need to be. He made a lot of money, mm-hmm. but they were very frugal. She always wanted a larger house and something that would be a little more comfortable. And it was like, oh, well, when we retire, we'll do that. And when we retire, we'll travel. And when we retire, you know, after we've made all our money, then we'll go do that. And he retired and had a heart attack six months later. Oh, and tragic. It was awful. And it was so sad because they had based their entire life and all their decisions based on 30 years in the future and didn't live life 
today. Mm -hmm. On the contrary, my father, he taught me a lot. And one of the things, he also made a good salary and he saved, he had good savings, but he didn't save it all. He also bought a boat and put in a swimming pool and did things to enjoy his life and our family's life in the present. And that's balance, that you look ahead and you make sure things are good there, but you also look at today. What do I need today to be balanced and make sure that I and the people I love enjoy today? It's interesting to watch the world well, this country anyway, and to see how things have shifted. Your parents did a phenomenal job of teaching all of us how to live life and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. They did. And then somewhere in the 80s, 90s, it became all about work. And there was a whole lot of discussion about how if you were lucky, you got two weeks of paid vacation. But we all know that the Europeans get six weeks of paid vacation. They're not allowed to come to work. They are told to go play, relax, unplug. And who who's doing it correctly? Then we had this pandemic and everything shifted with regard to work. And it was already starting to become a thing that the millennials were saying, look, I don't want to work my life away. And I don't want to have to go to an office all the time. I want to work right. where I want to work. I want flexible hours. I want more vacation. I want balance. And so right. the whole landscape of work has been shifting. And then over the past year or two, just been crazily changing. But I feel yes. like a lot of that is just an attempt to try to reach some kind of equilibrium. Exactly. Yeah. There's a pendulum with everything and it swings one way and it swings the other. And it's nice when it's in the middle. Yeah. And people used to be totally focused on their work, like you said, and then it shifted and people are now putting themselves in the mix, which is good, but we don't want to go so far that way. <laughs> that we expect somebody else to just take care of us so that we can just do anything we want, anytime we want, anywhere we want, without having to be responsible for doing what's necessary to make that happen. We don't want to be entitled. We just want to make sure that there is balance, that you have your work and you do it the way you want, whether it's at home or in an office or in the store or wherever you work. And then you go home and learn how to leave it at the office or at the mm. store mm -hmm. and be with your people or be with your critters or whatever. You're be with yourself. Yes, most definitely be with yourself and make sure you have a balance there. And I think we've shifted from the 50s, 60s, where it was all work, to now where it's pretty much all about who you are and what you want, and everything else isn't in the mix. And I don't quite understand that because people still need to have food, clothing, shelter, and safety. I talk about the basic needs a lot because we do need those. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't have a plan for making that happen. They just are all about themselves. So that's where we talk about life balance is you look at 
what your priorities are and triage them. Look at what is most important and why. Is it your job or your family or both? And if it's both, which I hope it is, where do you put your most time and how is that working out? And then self-care, of course, has to be in there. Like our listener, she did some self-care and it was so strange for her that it felt awkward and Mm -hmm. she felt guilty because she came from a place long, long, long ago when she was a kid where you weren't supposed to take care of yourself. You were supposed to take care of other people and you were supposed to be responsible to the people that you had at work and that kind of thing. And make sure you do things you enjoy, the fun things, whether it's going out with your family or taking a walk in the woods or in your neighborhood or playing a game or reading a book, whatever it is, make sure that you take time to do that. That needs to be on your priority list. Yep. And you need to feel good about yourself when you do those things, not guilty that you're taking time from something else. Well said. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's so nice. (laughs) Well, I want to know what kind of experience you have with life balance. Well, I've been pretty lucky with regards to the careers that I've chosen, because for a Mm -hmm. long time, I worked in television news, which unless you're doing a an ongoing series, you can't take it home with you at night. You can be on call, but if you're not on call, you're not producing a newscast, reporting a story, anchoring. You're just not at work. The best part about it was when I left at night, I left all of it at night. I didn't have to take it home with me. Nobody was going to need anything from me. My off time was my That's time. That's great. Most yeah. People, I would think these days, unless you're working in some kind of like food service or, you know, some kind of immediate customer service position, I think kind of what happened when you were talking about how people have sort of become all about themselves is that employers became all about themselves. And yeah, now that we have the technology we do, now that you can respond to email 24 hours a day, now that you have a cell phone and can answer calls 24 hours a day, people are not allowed to yes. leave work. And I did have that experience a few years ago when I had a work cell phone, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I was expected to kind of set my own boundaries with that Mm -hmm. phone, which was really hard to do because my employer would say, well, just turn it off. And I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. but you made it mine for 24 hours a day. So what are your expectations for me? What does that say to me? Although he did say turn it off. So. <laughs> he did say turn it off, but it still felt like if he had said leave it at work, that's very clear. Yes. But for him to say, no, it has to mm-hmm. be with you 24 hours a day. But then you <laughs> Even decide if it's off? when you want to answer it. it. It's not the same. Having it in the house, yes, even exactly. if it's off, means exactly. there's a piece of work with me at all times. And that was really right. hard. They could interrupt. They could interrupt at any time. Right. And even if it's off, you walk past it all day long going, oh, my work phone is off. Like it's still nagging yeah. at me. And that was really hard, even mm-hmm. just the message that it sent being in my house. Yes. That makes perfect sense. You can't walk away. Right. And I can see why 
there's this movement to say, nope, if you're going to require me to be available all the time, I'm going to be available where I want to be available. And and I feel like mm-hmm. we're not the only ones who need to shift. I feel like employers need to shift their expectations as well. Or you just take a look at your life, like you're saying, get clear on your priorities. And then maybe that means switching jobs. Maybe that means finding a different employer. Yeah, right. Well, there are certainly a lot of jobs out there right now. Right, right. There are a whole yeah. lot more opportunities. And I think if you were to walk into a place now and say, I really want to work for you, but here are the things I need to make that possible. If you want a happy employee, here's what I need to make that happen. I think the you have a little bit more leverage now, maybe than you did two years ago. Right. And I think that is claiming your personal power and getting clear on what you want. And you can say to your employer these days, I want to work for you, but this is what I need. And in the olden days, you couldn't do that at all. It was never about the employee. So that's a good shift that it's happening. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for people to look at how they spend their time and are you doing what you want to do or what others want you to do and create a balance around that. If you spend all your time trying to please everybody else, you're not in that mix or that priority list either. You have to look at both the long-term and the short-term benefits of what you do, like you said, and get clear about putting yourself at the mix close to the top Mm -hmm. and making sure that you find the balance, get clear on what is most important to you, and then arrange your list and your life balance around that. I love it. So to wrap up, What we all need to do is get clear on our priorities, look at why they're a priority, see what needs they meet, and if you're giving them the right amount of time. Are you giving them too much time, too little time? I know so many people don't give their young children a whole lot of time because they think other things are more important, and they forget that children are only young for a short while, and how you treat them and what you do with them, they will take into adulthood and that will be their inner voice. They're watching everything you do. So make sure with young children that you are setting the example you want for them. And then note how much time you spend on each. Look at how each priority impacts the quality of your life make sure there is balance, be sure to put yourself in the mix, and then create and implement an action plan to find balance. And that will shift. That's not set in stone, but it's a start and it helps you get clear on what you're doing, how it's working, and where you want to go. Awesome. Moving towards the life of our dreams. Exactly. Actually, you're probably living it right now. If you just look around and be in the present and pay attention to all the wonderfulness, which is my word, I don't think that's a real word, but I use it a lot because life is filled with wonderfulness. Just find it. We want to hear from you. 
Whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life or topics you'd just like us to address in future episodes, you can visit yourpersonalpowerpod.com and drop us an email, and we look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, find your power and change your life. Thanks, Sandy. Thanks, Sandy.